Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We are in Romans chapter 15, verse 5. So we're starting there tonight. It's a verse-by-verse Bible study. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, man, those are two important words, help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ. Why is, of Christ Jesus, why is that such a big deal? Complete harmony with each other. Well, Psalm 133 says, wherever unity is, there God commands the blessing. It also says in the epistles, in the New Testament, the letters to the churches, that where there's strife, there is every evil work. There's jealousy and works of the flesh. Got people arguing and disagreeing. You've seen that at work or in a family. Strife leads to fight. Strife leads to terrible acts of crime. Strife, man, strife probably leads to substance abuse. Makes people feel abused. And there's abuse involved in that when there's strife all the time. Disagreement, anger, shouting, you know, whatever. But it leads to all kinds of stuff. It attracts the enemy, all right? But where there's harmony and unity, hmm, that's where God commands the blessing. And it says that, may God who gives us patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other or unity, right? As is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Beautiful. Let's move on to the next verse. Then, someone say then. Then all of you can join together with one voice. Tonight, You heard them singing. They had different parts, but then there were times that their voices merged, right? And it sounds like one voice. We can join together with one voice, meaning all in unity. Someone say unity or harmony, right? You can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, once again, good review. Why is praise so important to God and to us? Because that's where where he inhabits. God comes on the scene when you begin to praise him. You can fight temptation when you begin to praise God because it takes your eyes off you and puts your eyes on God, how big and how amazing he is. So all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So worshiping God, praising him, that brings him on the scene. Scripture says he is enthroned or he inhabits the praises, the praises of his people. Is that important? Yeah, because you, you guys have met people. Maybe you thought it before you accepted Jesus. You said, man, why did that happen? Why did God let that happen? If God's God, why did he let that happen? Well, we don't understand the whole picture. We don't know who's rejected God or not. We don't know everybody's soul. My dad always says, you can't borrow somebody's soul to try to understand them. Unless God gives you a revelation of what's going on in their soul. What's their soul? Their mind, their will, and their emotions, right? We don't know why people are where they are. We don't understand all of their situations all the time unless God reveals it to us. But I do know this. God is everywhere, but he doesn't manifest himself everywhere. Because he's not welcome everywhere. It's that simple. And people go, why did God let that happen? Well, we live in a fallen world is the simplest answer. Bad things happen. And we don't understand it. I'm telling you, one of my prime examples is saying, man, my mom was a woman of God. Forever she will be. She impacted a lot of your lives. She impacted my life greatly as her firstborn. 
but she died at 65 of cancer. Yeah, I don't have all the answers to that, but I do know this. God is good. Did God do that? No, he didn't. I don't understand it all because I don't have all the answers. But I do know. I do know that God is good. And I like to say this. I like to repeat it. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, there's high and lofty and hidden things. Those, are, those belong to God. Those are mysteries. But what he's given us his commandments, his regulations, those belong to us and our children. The rest, I'm not going to try to figure it out. When you try to figure out everything and, and what they I hate even the cliche, cliche, but say, putting God in a box, oh, no, this is why he did this. And no, God doesn't heal everybody because they didn't get healed. No, no, no. It's never on the giving end. It's on the receiving end. Am I casting blame on people? No. But I'm sure, surely not going to cast blame on God. Because I don't know everybody's heart. I don't know why some get healed and some don't. I don't know sometimes why the good die young, but I know that is not God's perfect will. I'll tell you right now, you say, man, but y'all are pastors, y'all are in faith, and oh man, yeah, but my mom passed away at 65 of cancer, and she fought it. She had a long battle. I don't understand it all. So I'm going to tell you this, no matter what, I want to praise God. No matter what, I'm going to praise God. I love this in the Psalms where the psalmist said, I will praise him yet again. I'll praise him yet again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to start over. And I'm going to start over tonight when I leave here. I'm going to praise him here. I'm going to praise him tonight. I'm going to praise him tomorrow. I will praise him yet again because he's worthy. I don't have to understand everything for him to be worthy. You're not going to understand and know everything you think you need to know until you get to heaven. And by then, it probably won't matter like you think it does right now. You say, man, I'm just in God's presence. I'm just with God. Lord, you took care of everything. You knew what you were doing, and he does. Just remember that. God knows what he's doing. Let's move on. Therefore, look at this. Accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Do you know God gets, gets the glory when you accept people? You say, do I have to agree with sin? Do I have to agree with illegal or immoral behavior? No, but you can accept people. You can accept them and say, no, I love you. I've brought this up a few Wednesdays probably and some Sundays. said, man, do you, Pastor Matt, do you agree with the lesbian and gay lifestyle? No, but I don't agree with people just sleeping around, even if they're heterosexuals, male and female. Sin is sin. It's funny to say, oh, no, he hates me now. I remember years ago, some of you remember when, when the Internet was really getting pumped up, there's something called chat rooms. And you get in and you could chat with people. I remember we have a dear friend, his name's Paul. He's a nuthead. And I don't know what he was doing one day. He, he, he's not a nuthead, but no, let me take that back. I say that because he makes me laugh. And he, Paul always had a quirky, highly intelligent sense of humor. Still a dear friend of mine. But one day he creates a chat room, and I don't know who he invites or how, but we're all in this chat room, and there's Christians, and then there's a gay guy in the chat room. I'll never forget this, the late 90s, and the guy decides he hates me. I never understood why. I hadn't come out against him. I hadn't said anything. He decides he hates me, and he's like, and, and my buddy Paul is laughing. It was just, he set it up, and then he was entertained. <laughs> so, Paul, if you're listening to this, I love you, bro. And you know I meant that in the sweetest, most endearing way possible, that you're a nuthead, just because you'll always be dear to my heart. I love you very much. But I still don't know what you were thinking with that chat room. Um, I met another friend who became a friend for some years out of that chat room, but it was just one of those things. 
And I brought all that to say this, brought, brought all that up to say this. I, I think we're talking, we're obviously talking about the Lord, and I, I may have quoted a scripture, but it wasn't against homosexuality. And this guy just decided he hate, hated me because he was gay. Now, I accept everyone, gay, lesbian, prostitute, gigolo. Remember, there's that word again. <laughs> I accept all of them, and I love all of them. But I don't have to agree with what they're living and what they're doing because God doesn't. Can you imagine? My, let's go back to parent, parents and parenting. Parents, do you agree with everything your kids do? Uh, no. My parents had some seasons. My dad would look at me and go, Matthew, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. He, like, he was amazed. It's like I went in the Guinness Book of World Records. He would look at me and his eyes would squint. He'd go, Matthew, that is so stupid. I'm like, man, I, I don't know, Dad. I'm just really going for the next level. But it didn't mean he didn't accept me. He just didn't approve of what I was doing. And he didn't have to. It's like saying parent, parents have to approve of all my friends. Oh, no. Mom's dad's in here? Mm-mm. Y'all don't approve of all your kids. Uh-uh. You're like, you get away from him. He's full of the devil. And now you're acting like him. You get away from her. I don't want you around them. Or you, I remember my parents would say, I, I know who you've been. You've been hanging around. Some, who you been hanging around? Why are you saying stupid stuff? Why are you saying weird stuff and acting like that? Oh, uh, no, but you've been hanging around with nobody. You're just inventing all this. No. No, you weren't like this before. Did, did it mean they didn't accept me anymore? No. It meant they didn't approve of what I was doing. You can accept people just as Christ has accepted you, but you can still have a standard. Keep your standards. You don't got to be holier than thou and rude and religious. But look, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. Why? Because you're walking in love when you accept people. You remember the song, Come Just As You Are? Yeah. You show up and God says, I love you. Come just as you are, but there's going to need to be some change. You leave that to God, right? You pray with people. If they ask for help, you help them, but you pray for them and you accept them, man. Accept each other because that will, that will give God the glory. Let's move on. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. That is powerful. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. As far as we know, we may have some drops of Jewish blood in this room. Most of us are just Gentiles. Let's be real. What's a Gentile? A Gentile is a non-Jew. I, man, I thank God for Jesus that he looked at us and said, looked at our ancestors and looked all the way down the quarters of time and history and eternity and said, I accept you. You don't have to be Jewish to accept me. I've got a better covenant now. I've got a better covenant for everyone to be part of. He came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. Oh, he's been so merciful to me. This is what the psalmist meant when he wrote. Look at this. Now Paul's about to go off. He's about to cite a bunch of references. For this, I will praise you among the Gentiles. Man, this is hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, written by the psalmist. I will sing praises to your name. Hmm. And in another place it is written, rejoice, rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. Oh, yes, we will. And yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of what? The earth. Everybody praise him, Jews and Gentiles. And in another place, Isaiah said, the heir to David's throne will come. That's Jesus. Someone say Jesus. 
and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. How many of you believers tonight have placed your hope on Jesus? You have. It's prophetic. This was prophesied thousands of years ago, and here we are doing it. You say, man, no, my grandfather was Jewish. Well, praise God. But really, in the grand scheme of things, does that matter now with the better covenant, the new covenant that's for everybody, the new covenant in Christ's blood? No. All that matters is that you're part of God's covenant, Jew or Gentile. No matter your color, your background, your culture, your history, your mistakes, mm, they will place their hope on him. All of us Gentiles, we place our hope on Jesus. Let's, go, let's move on to the next one. You get warm back there? <laughs> oh, okay. We've been messing with the, the heating unit there. I, everybody comfortable? Mostly? All right. I pray that God, the source of hope. Someone say the source of hope. Uh-huh. You go through times, I know, you go through times, even believers say, man, this, this, it's felt hopeless. I've despaired a little bit. You know what? Get your hopes back up. Because the God who you serve, the God that was powerful enough to save you, isn't he powerful to have saved us? Save you from your sins? You can't do that yourself. Is the same God who can keep you. Hmm. Keep you in his presence. Keep you right with him. He is the source of hope. He will fill you completely with joy and peace. Why? Simply because you trust in him. What a promise. Man, save that one. Romans 15, 13. Then you will overflow with confident hope. Why? Because he is the God of hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I read that verse again? In its entirety, please. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And because you trust in him and you're filled with joy and peace, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is good stuff, man. This is really good stuff. Okay, next verse. Look at what the Apostle Paul goes on to say. He says, I am fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. Isn't that a good confession? You say, yeah, but I've messed up lately. But did you repent? You repented and you want to do right with God even though you make mistakes? Then you're full of goodness. You say, man, I messed up though and I, I, I've repeated that and made that mistake. No, I'm going to tell you right now, if you were convicted and repentant, mm -mm, I'm convinced as well that you are full of God's goodness. Say, on my own, just goodness on my own? No, it's because Jesus lives in you that you're full of goodness. You know these things so well you can teach each other all about what? All about them. <laughs> Let's keep going. Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder. For by God's grace, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles, the Apostle Paul said. I bring you the good news. Good news is another word for gospel. So that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God, made holy by the Holy Spirit. Can you make yourself holy? You know, even believers, sometimes we try to do that. After you, some people, you struggle with righteousness, meaning you just don't have a revelation that God has made you right with him through Jesus. Sometimes we struggle even as believers. You say, man, I just got to not do all this and I got to do all this. Don't focus on that. Focus on loving God and loving people. God will simplify it for you. He makes you holy. What is holiness? You know you're right with God, so now you live like you're right with God. You act right. Righteousness is you're right with God. Holiness is you live like it. You live like you're right with God. It's your conduct. 
how you behave. So I have reason to be enthusiastic. I need to close with this verse. I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. Isn't that a powerful statement? You have reason to be enthusiastic because God has flowed through you as well. And I believe this is just the beginning. This is your year, and God is going to flow through you. You're going to make it. Somebody say, I'm going to make it. Somebody say, I'm full of hope. Hmm. Praise God. I agree with you tonight. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. We need to make way for the Spanish ministry. At the sound of my voice tonight, those of you on the live stream, those of you in this house, those of you present with us, is there anyone in this house who would say, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus and made him the Lord of my life. I know most of you, if not all of you, have accepted the Lord. But if that is you tonight, raise your hand. We're going to pray together as a family. You say, I've never accepted Jesus or made him my Lord, never confessed him. Would you raise your hand tonight? All right. Well, let's repeat that prayer anyway Anyway, for those on the live stream in case there's someone out there who has never met Jesus, never known him. Repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you knowing that apart from you, without you, I'm a sinner. But I don't want to practice sin anymore. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. I need your forgiveness. Say, I confess and I believe that Jesus is Lord and that he rose again on the third day. Come into my life, Lord, and save me. I believe. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me from hell and from myself and from my past and from my sins. In Jesus' name. Now let me pray with you. Go ahead and just agree with me. Father, I thank you for your people in this house. Thank you for those in person and on the live stream. Father, you're doing something wonderful in their lives. You're touching hearts. You're mending them. You're moving on them. You are transforming them, God. And I thank you, Lord, because you're an on-time God. It all happened at just the right time. Thank you for your rescue. We worship you tonight. And we praise you. We thank you with one voice. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Amen.